Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. My name is Ryan Stacy, and welcome to the Hockey Minds Podcast. This podcast is powered by Instat, the leader in video and data analysis. Instat Hockey supports all levels of our game worldwide with video breakdowns and or scouting services. For more information, visit Instat on the web at instatsport.com or on Twitter at Instat Hockey. Today I'm drawn by Yanni Voronin, Director of Player Personnel with Jokrit of the KHL and Chief European Scout with NHL Central Scouting. Yanni is an established European hockey mind with a track record for scouting elite players. Add in his management experience and connections to some of the best hockey minds in the game, and you get an outstanding guest that has shared a lot of interesting knowledge throughout this interview. With that, here is Yanni Vernon, Director of Player Personnel with Jokrit of the KHL and Chief European Scout with NHL Central Scouting. As the hockey season moves along, so does the basketball season, and fans know that it won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. You just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before, as every dunk, steal, and assist means so much more with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy lineup. And baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the Daily Fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Yanni Voronin, Director of Player Personnel with Jokerit of the KHL. Yanni, thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you, Ryan. It's it's my pleasure to be be part of this great program. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a great conversation. And as I tell people, a lot of times we uh, generally have North American guests. So anytime we can get some European influence and some different leagues on the podcast, I think it's always exciting. And definitely with your current position in the KHL and also uh, your involvement with NHL Central Scouting, you know, there's a lot to unpack and a lot of different things that we can go into. 
But before we do that, let's just learn about you personally. Maybe tell people where you're from, talk about your upbringing, and playing sports throughout your youth. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I was born to the hockey family, hockey family in Finland. Uh, my dad is, um, he was a former player and a uh, uh, high executive in, uh, in the Finnish hockey, hockey federation and also in the Finnish league later on and doing, doing some other stuff with the hockey. And um, so I was born in, uh, in Turku, but then, then we, we moved to Kerava, which is the city close to Helsinki. So I lived there my whole my childhood and played junior hockey, junior hockey there. And um, then in the under 18, I moved to play, play to Jokerit. And then I was in, in North America for one, one season in under, under 20. And, Pretty much, that's the short, shortly my my career. But but I've been playing hockey for all my life. Started as a, I think I was six six years old, and and it's been my sport. I, I tried many other sports like uh, football and things like that. But uh, hockey hockey was always my passion and still is. Yeah, and when you have that passion early on, you definitely want to pursue it as a career if you can. And for you, that first step was going into school and looking to see how you can maybe involve sport in, into your um, schooling and future career. And maybe just talk about your schooling experience overall and your thought process in pursuing sport and leisure with a coaching specialty and then sport management. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was playing at the time. I was playing in, uh, in Mestis level in Finland, but um, I pretty much knew that I need to focus also on the, on the school, that uh, I had a slight chance to to become a maybe a league player but but i thought that i need to i need to study study a lot and uh, that was the right school for me i was looking some uh, ncaa colleges in north america but i was lucky enough to to get into college in college in vieru mackie mackie and uh, uh, i graduated with the bachelor's degree degree and um, that was a great school we we had a great group of uh, guys and many of them have have done a great career in the hockey either in coaching or or management so i think that group that was a special group group there and um, our like a uh, german or the head teacher was erka westerlund who is very famous finnish coach uh, has done a lot of good things in the yeah, with the Finnish national team and also coaching KHL and uh, that, that was a really great year so I, I really enjoyed my time in, in Viarumäki and uh, after I graduated with the bachelor's degree then I was was working for a couple of years and then I went back to school to do my master's master's also in Viarumäki so uh, always the education has been a big part of my my career and my also my mindset that uh, i want to i want to improve and learn learn myself also uh, academically too and uh, that's been that's been a very very good thing for me in my my career yeah i think anytime you can add that academic background or just you know different courses things like that it can really um you know put you in the right path to eventually take a position in the sport or or whatever career you decide to go in but for you obviously hockey was the passion and you would continue on that route and maybe a few positions obviously before your position now one of them i want to talk about is your time in italy with the torino bulls just talk about that position and also the difference in working in a you know a non-traditional hockey market such as italy 
Uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, yeah. At the time I was, uh, I was with uh, Torino Bulls, I, I was living in Finland. And the connection to the Torino was that my, like I told earlier, my dad, dad was the high hockey executive and he, he was at the, he was in charge of the hockey in the Torino Olympics 2006. And before that, or at the time he was planning the Olympics, he was one season part helping the local team, Torino Bulls, which was playing in the, in the highest league in Italy. And so he, he was helping the GM there, and uh, so I, that way I became uh, involved for that, and uh, I was helping them uh, uh, building the team. I, I knew a lot of players, even though I was still 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 playing and studying in Finland, and I was helping them uh, on the scouting and trying to find the team. And um, even though I, I I didn't live in Italy, I was it was an uh, interesting part to of course be part of the how to build the team out of the scratch we had a lot of lot of foreign players we had the, clearly the smallest budget in the league and that was the also the lockout season so there was a, some some NHL players in the league but um, but the team team stayed in the top league and that was the biggest part and and uh, good, good experience of course it was very very different different to work in Italy like a non-traditional hockey market uh, compared to what I was used to in Finland Finland with the teams I was playing and things like that and, and yeah you can sell things things were different in Italy than in back in the bigger markets definitely but you know anytime you can get a new experience and, and maybe see uh, the game of hockey and especially management from a maybe a different league perspective or just a different process of how things are done it definitely again, builds your resume and prepares you for situations moving forward. The next position I want to talk about is your times with the Blues in the Liga as a director of player personnel and manager. Just talk about how you made it into, into that position and then what you learned uh, through that venture. Uh, yeah, yeah. After after I graduated from the school, uh, actually I started uh, scouting with the central scouting scouting before and um, I started to build up my name a little bit in the Finnish, Finnish um, hockey market and uh, eventually there was an opening with Espo um, Plus, what was the uh, like a pretty like a, they, they had a good junior system and uh, their men's team was really good in the Finnish league. There was an opening as a as a sport director, and uh, then then I got uh, talks with their, their CEO, and uh, I, I was lucky enough to get that that position. and And I had a really great years with Espo Blues for four years. Uh, we had a good success. We went to the finals on the men's level, and I was in charge of the, also the junior program the under 20 under 18 under 16 and uh, one season we went to the finals in all, all all those teams under 16 under 18 under 20 and the league and that was the huge success in the in the finnish league and uh, of course I, I was was pretty young at the time i got the position and every everybody uh, there was a lot of doubts that how how, how can i handle that and but I, I had a good coaching staff there uh, good players and and it was a big big learning process also for me and uh, that that really improved my my uh, professional career which which i really re- really feel that because, because i got the big role there 
to really do everything on the sports side, make a decision, hire coaches, hire players, be be in charge of the juniors too, and that that was a great great time in Espoo and really helped me me with my career. Yeah, it sounds like it was a great step for your development and. As you talked about being young and, and still having the flexibility to really work with a number of different, you know, a couple of different teams and have control in different areas. I think that, again, just signals a, a great opportunity and one that you uh, definitely want to pursue in the game, especially when you can have freedom at a young age. I mean, that is, uh, you know, whether you succeed, which you guys did, or, uh, you know, maybe not have a greatest tenure, as we've heard from other guests in the past, it just offers an opportunity to learn and again, grow your skill set overall. So for you, following that opportunity, you would then move in with Yokrit. Just talk about the transition to that team and uh, maybe walk us through your experience with the program thus far. Uh, yeah, at the, like um, one season before before the Jokerit moved to KHL, uh, their owner at the time, uh, Jallis Harkimo, he, he uh, like... Uh, introduced that Jokerit, Jokerit will move to move to KHL and uh, like a couple months before that Jarmo Kekäläinen who was the former GM GM with Jokerit he moved to Columbus and and uh, Jokerit, Jokerit was uh, looking um, new new GM GM to the team and uh, and uh, actually it's a kind of funny funny story I was the sport director in Espoo and yeah and the owner Harry Harkimo who was uh, at the summertime he was running the Jokerit sports as there there were no GM at the point and he he called me called me uh, that he, he wanted to make a trade with the uh, with the one goalie goalie uh, I had a Espo we had a goalie Mikko Koskinen who eventually played in KHL and now now with the Edmonton Oilers and we we had him at the time in Espo and uh, Harkimo called me and tried to make a trade uh, actually, it was a not not very good trade for Espo. So, so right right away we said no, no, no chance. We we are not gonna do that. And and on the t- same same call, Alice then asked that can we talk about the our position we have opening in Jokerit? And so maybe he was testing me that I am I uh, easy easy GM to deal with. But uh, like like I said, we we could handle the deal and. And then, then I had uh, some discussions with uh, with Harkimo about the opening in Jokerit position, and um, talks went on for for let's say month or month and a half. And then, then uh, Jokerit made a decision that they want to hire uh, Jari Kurri as a GM and uh, and myself to to be the director of player personnel. Maybe the title is not not correct. Pretty much the assistant GM because we are only. Only two little, little smaller staff with with Jokerit on the main side. So, so they decided uh, as we kind of move to KHL, we kind of have a two guys. So, so that's the, that's the way it started with uh, Jari Kurri as a GM and uh, myself as uh, his his right hand man. And after 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 eight years, we are still still doing uh, doing it together. And that's that's the way it started. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, being able to be there for a number of years and obviously Yari Curry, a name that many people uh, both in Europe and North America will know uh, for his success in the game. It's, uh, you know, a great environment for uh, you to work. And, and we've you've seen a number of great players go through that program. And 
been successful in the KHL and even some that have moved to North America, which we'll talk about later. Um, another key component of your career at the moment is your involvement with NHL Central Scouting, as we hinted at earlier. And you talked about starting at very young and then continuing with it to the point where you're now the uh, one of the chief scouts with European Scouting. Just talk about that position specifically and give listeners a general sense of what that role entails uh, for you personally. Uh, yeah, uh, it was the 2005 World Championships were in uh, Vienna and Innsbruck, and I, I was there watching the watching the games with my dad and the Jörn Stup uh, was there also, and uh, he's the he's the director of European Scouting for NHL, and uh, he's been running that position since since the year 8083, if I remember correct, and uh, we were watching their games and. And he he asked that. Uh, of course, we we talk about the players a little bit and games, and then he asked that. Um, I guess he, he he liked me because he he asked that. Uh, am I interested to to work with him? And um, that that's the way it started. Uh, I I right away got interested on the scouting. I was studying coaching and maybe was a little bit thinking that what I want to do is it the moral management or or coaching side, but. The, but uh, more and more, I, I had a feeling that uh, the scouting and management part—that's that's more for me than coaching, and that's that's the way it started with uh, with the central scouting. And and uh, after first couple of years, I was uh, maybe a little bit smaller role, but then then Jöran promoted me for the chief European scouting, and uh, I've been doing that that since then. Uh, we have a really great staff in in Europe. We have a a lot of lot of experience uh, many many of our scouts in like in Czech and Sweden or Switzerland they they've been doing it more than me even though I've been there already 16 years so that I think that tells a lot about Jöran uh, and also as a, as a boss because uh, many guys really like to work work with him and uh, but but overall we we are in charge of the the European scouting we we do the uh, central scouting the European ranking and uh, we, we help the scouts in Europe there is a various tournaments during the normal season not in the COVID time but during the normal year uh, we attend the tournaments we do the game reports and uh, of course then then comes the combine and draft and so we, we are kind of like a second opinion to, to every team every team they have a scouts pretty much in all the countries but then then we are like a uh, second opinion, and uh, we we try to help help all the NHL teams equally, and give them their opinion, and then they use it how much they they really feel is good for them. Definitely, and I think uh, anytime you're in a central scouting position, even we see junior uh, leagues in the CHL and USHL have um, a league scouting kind of same situation. But I think just having that second opinion is really beneficial to the teams and especially in Europe where you said, you know, you've been there 16 years and you have scouts that have been there longer than you, uh, you know, just the amount of experience there alone, it is a benefit to the teams and uh, they can really, you know, put some trust into those opinions and, and really take your word for, for what it is. And I think that's just a, you know, a very unique opportunity. And a lot of people, you know, maybe don't think about that as, as a way to be involved in NHL, but it's a, it's definitely a very demanding role and, and allows you to be involved in that capacity as well. During the season, you know, you, you're dealing with that role. You're dealing with your role in Yokerit. You know, there's only so much time to do different things. 
maybe just break down what a week looks like for you in a regular season and just some of the tasks that you deal with, say, Monday Monday to Friday and on the weekends? Uh, of course, it's a, it's a tough, tough to give, uh, like a normal normal week, because it depends uh, with the Joker, are we on the road or are, are we staying um, staying in Helsinki and playing home games? But uh, uh, let's let's try to put it that way, that if, if we stay in the home, of course, I... I'm in uh, part of the daily basis, watch the Jokerit practice, and, and then on the evenings I go to the games, either in the Finnish league or or Mestis league or under-20 league in Finland, and I, I scout the players. And uh, uh, in in Helsinki area, that's a that's a pretty good spot. You can you can travel uh, with uh, less than one hour to many many rinks and watch the many many games. And um, I think it's a uh, it sounds a lot, but uh, with the right kind of planning and uh, good, good timetable, and uh, so it's uh, it helps the both both organization, either either my team or, or center scouting. And uh, I, I've been running it so so long that I, I have a pretty good feel that we, we which games I should go or which not, and find find the balance. But of course, a lot of lot of work, a lot of live games, and uh, uh, more than. Uh, 200 live games during the season and uh, then then of course travel travel is different when you are on the road with, either with the team or or with the scouts with the scouting and uh, a lot of work but when you when you really enjoy it and it's your passion and i'm i'm lucky enough to to get paid for for the this game i love so so i feel it uh, really really good at the moment yeah, I, I I think any time that you can uh, get paid to watch hockey and give your thoughts on players, it's a you know an almost a dream job. And definitely, scouts who have been on the podcast have always said that when when you're in the rinks and and watching those elite players, most times it uh, it really isn't a job. It feels more like a hobby, and it's uh, kind of surreal that you're able to do that on a daily basis. But definitely interesting to hear uh, just the the management that goes into juggling both positions, but something that you've uh, quote unquote, kind of mastered over the number of years that you've been doing it. Watching so many games in Finland, uh, you know the hockey culture in, in Finland is so unique, and there's so many great players coming out of that le- uh, that area. And um, just over the years watching it, how have you seen the game grow? And has the KHL's influence as of late changed maybe that trajectory or brought in some new coaching ideologies or, or changed the way that the game is played at all? Uh, yeah, of course. The, uh, when Jokeri joined the KHL, that there was a big discussion in Finland that how, how it could help the help the game in the in the with the Finnish players and things like that. And um, I think uh, KHL in last last seven years that's uh, re- really improving as a league. The salary cap has been working well well now in the last year. There's a really good coaches uh teams are there's a hard pressure for win wins and uh the teams are doing good good job in the in russia on the player development and uh, also we we need to learn from that in finland finland that we we can uh, keep up the level uh, what is the in in the in international competition and also when uh, at the same time when jokerit uh, moved to KHL, Finnish league, made some changes with the number of teams 
teams there is and now there is a 15 teams so there is a lot of good opportunities for young young Finnish player in the Finnish league as they they can't pay that much money so so maybe the best players are leaving from the league but that gives a lot of room lot of room for the young young players in the Finnish league and that's been good and also you can see in the uh, we've have had a lot of lot more first round draft picks out of from from Finland than than let's say 20 years ago so overall I think it's been good even though there's been a lot of discussion that uh, what's been good for for Finnish hockey, but there is there is many many ways to to develop it, and um, this has been a, w- one way. Yeah, and and I think whenever uh, there is change, especially in in the way that players are developed, it, it sparks conversation. You know, you look at uh, USA Hockey and how much they've kind of changed the way that they develop their um, players with the U.S. National Program, where they have one elite team and and in Canada, it's kind of spread out throughout the CHL in three different leagues. And obviously in Europe, there's different systems with the, the programs having the U, U20, U18. And, um, you know, it, it just goes to show that there are different ways to develop players. But definitely was interesting seeing how the KHL influence changed things there. And, you know, it, it's pretty evident that recently we're seeing a lot of players coming out of Finland and, and a lot of European countries as well. So moving into European countries and just talking about the continued growth, you know, Yari Curry is a name that you mentioned there earlier, kind of started with him and and has really grown over a number of years. We're even seeing places like Germany with Leon Dreisaitl and some of these other countries just producing elite players. Having the opportunity to scout a lot of these players over the last number of years, just talk about the trends that you're seeing and the growth of, you know, non-traditional European countries and just the the overall player development for elite players uh, in in Europe? Yeah, I think uh, overall, uh, let's put it that way, that the the Ice Hockey World Championships, there there has been a lot of countries in many, many years, and the IIHF, uh, there has been some complaints that uh, that those smaller countries, should they be in the A-pool or should we have a smaller amount of teams in the A-pool? But I think overall that has helped uh, grow the game. Like the smaller countries, when they when they can play in the A pool against Canada or Finland, or when Denmark can play Germany, of course it's a it's already you know many years in the A pool. But like like those smaller countries, when they've been in the A pool, that uh, creates a good atmosphere during the World Championships in the in the country and. Uh, uh, small kids can see that maybe one day I can play there and uh, want to develop as a as a hockey player, and I, I think that's been good for the for the especially European hockey that many many smaller countries there there is more more kids involved in the game and uh, they want to learn. And of course, the other other thing is that the NHL is is so big uh, in the Europe too. You can see NHL in many channels and all the highlights and. Uh, kids are talking about those players, so that's that's the other thing what has grown the game. That they they want to do the same things than uh, Crosby's and uh, Ovechkin's and those guys on the on the NHL, and that they they watch the daily basis their highlights on the YouTube or or whatever social media. So so the game is so much closer to young people in Europe than it was. You mentioned Yari Kurri, and I've I've been talking him a lot about hockey 
of course since working him him with many years and when when he moved to to nhl on the 80s he didn't know no really anything about the nhl or he knew some players kretzky maybe or Bobby Orr or, or whoever, but he didn't know much about NHL. And now you ask the ten-year-old boy, he knows tons of tons of things about NHL. So that's that's a big thing that the game is so much closer, even though it's a far away. Yeah, it's really great to see just the, how connected everybody's become and how worldwide you're seeing the NHL really go. And I, I'd say the same thing about the KHL. You know, a lot of times people in North America weren't able to see it, and now we're seeing it it's coming up on Twitter and we're able to watch it on, on different channels and um, you know, still making that transition. So in that sense, it's kind of working both ways. And uh, like you said, the younger players are now being more aware of the elite players around the world um, where it wasn't really an option in, in the past with Jokrit, a couple of players that have recently made the transition to the NHL are Miko Letton and Eli Tolvin. And you've been able to probably see them a lot and work with them a little bit. Just talk about what you've seen from both of them and their development over the last couple of years. Yeah, of course, uh, the story is a little bit different. Eli uh, Eli was a first round draft pick, and then uh, after the after the draft, he he made a surprising decision to to sign with Jokeret and play play one year in uh, in KHL, and he he made a huge success success with Jokeret, and um, he was a really good player for us. Then he went to a couple of years to the or signed with Nashville and then then he he played a couple of years uh, in AHL and uh, and now now when this this season started uh, of course there was a delay on the when the NHL will start so the Nashville we were lucky to, lucky enough to get early early to start the season with us and he he played played with Jokerit until the Christmas time and or or early December and. Um, I think uh, I, I could I could see that he, he was really matured in those two years. He, he was away from us, and you could really see that he, his game was improving. Like overall, game was improving. He always had those that talent to to shoot the puck and score, and uh, the confidence, the boost he, he got from us play playing playing in, with us, and then then went to the training camp with Nashville and. Now everybody can see that that now the, his talent is is there all the time, but now he's more complete player with Nashville, and, and I think the coaches coaches trust him more, and it's really great to see that now now he's a good player for for Nashville. Then on the other side, uh, Lehtonen and Mikko, he ne- never got drafted. He was a good good player in the Finnish junior national team, and but he he never got drafted. Played in the Finnish Mestis League, then then signed signed uh, with the Finnish league teams uh, went to the Sweden, and then then we scouted him from there. And uh, last year he was the I think the best best defenseman out of NHL. And and uh, then on the summertime he, he signed with Toronto. Now now already in the Columbus, but uh, he, he's a more a story that the player. Who has improved with the hard work, daily basis? He's so focused to to improve, and I think in the end he will be a good player in NHL too. To both of those guys, I think they really improved the the KHL hockey. The rinks are getting smaller in KHL. Teams are so tough. 
and on every game you need to to play at your best best to to achieve some results in KHL. So I, I think both of those guys they really improved in uh, during their time with Jokerit and really looking forward to see how how their career develops. Definitely, you know, two very well-known players and uh, Latin was definitely a, a well-spoke about name um, going to the Toronto Maple Leafs now with the Columbus Blue Jackets and just two players that have shown that, you know, you don't have to make that jump right away. You can take some time to develop and and whether it's in AHL or, or in KHL or uh, Latin, you know, in Sweden and taking a completely different route there en route to uh, Jokerit as well is just uh, you know, every player develops at their own rate and, and when done properly, you can still succeed, uh, even if the opportunity to play at the highest level isn't there, uh, you know, maybe right after they get drafted or or right away as an 18-year-old. So a great, um, you know, breakdown to those players. But another thing I want to talk about here is the fact that a lot of players, maybe with North American backgrounds, will make the transition to European hockey and be very successful in Jokerit, you've had a number of different players with North American backgrounds uh, see success with your team. So maybe just talk about a few who you have seen, uh, you know, really succeed in that transition and become good players for your club. Uh, yeah, we've had a good success with with uh, some of the imports, and maybe maybe one guy I can I can mention by name at the moment is Brian O'Neill. He he was a smaller guy. I played at the Yale, had a good career at the Yale, and then then uh, I signed with uh, uh, with LA Kings, played with the Manchester Monarchs, won the AHL there, was the MVP on the AHL playoffs, but never never really got the got the chance to to play NHL. Maybe maybe a little more than twenty games with the Devils Devils at the time, and uh, we were lucky lucky enough to sign him to Jokerit uh, five years ago. Uh, he, he he really struggled the first first twenty games. Uh, uh, I think many let's say let's put the Russian Russian teams maybe have could have fired him, but uh, then we all all the time saw that he he has the talent and he works hard, but the goals goals didn't come to him and and uh, then then he picked up his game and um, he he's been uh, the one of the best players in the KHL for the five years now now with us and. I think during the five five year uh, time span, he he has scored the four fourth most points in the KHL. So he's been a re- really good player for us, and we were lucky enough to sign him a three three more years uh, last season. And uh, he, he even has a nickname, Mister Helsinki. So maybe he's a more more Finn now than North America. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but uh, you know, definitely a, a player that I had I had researched, and and I figured his name would come up in the conversation. But great to see when a player uh, again finds an opportunity in a different league and is able to cont- contribute to success in in the KHL, which, as everybody knows, is an elite league for hockey. And um, you know, again, there's so many different development routes, and you know, wherever you go, there's different techniques you can learn and, and different styles of the game, and. A lot of times for people in management, scouts and coaches, you want to learn these styles as well. And you can learn it from connecting with people in the industry. And the people in My Hockey Resource have created a platform to allow you to do that. They have scouts, managers, coaches, analysts, um, just fans of the game. And some people, even other sports, who just talk on different topics and talk about different articles, etc. So for anybody looking to learn more, be sure to check out My Hockey Resource on Twitter and Instagram. 
Yanni, one of the things they talk about on there is just different ways to learn, whether it's through softwares, programs, books, you know, the list is really extensive. For you personally, what are some of your favorite resources that you use, uh, maybe in scouting, management, or just curiosity for the game of hockey? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Maybe there's a couple of things. The, I like to go, my priority, of course, when going to the games is the scouting, but then the other thing is to meet the people, talk with the people and uh, interact with them. Of course, find find uh, new info on the players, but that that's the biggest thing. Connect with uh, different kind of hockey hockey minds and talk talk with them and uh, share ideas, ideas. And um, of course, also the other other two things I could point out is that I try to watch a game, uh, improve my knowledge on the hockey, on the different system the coaches try to use on the games and uh, learn learn the and try to evaluate where the hockey hockey is going as a as a sport and uh, i also try like to read i read the uh, i like the biographies of the uh, different athletes or coaches or managers and and so so basically those three things are, are my main main things i try to learn from yeah the, the biographies uh definitely a favorite of many people on the podcast and the game itself generally is the best resource, whether it's the people in it and coaches, as we mentioned, or uh, just watching the games and trying to decipher systems. Uh, sometimes that's a great practice, even if you're not with a team, to learn how to pre-scout and uh, pick apart different teams and just have that knowledge uh, you know, in your back pocket for when an opportunity does come. And a lot of times those opportunities down the road will come through connections and people that you talk to in that learning process. And a lot of times those people can eventually become mentors for people in the game. For you personally, looking back on your career to date, who are some of those mentors who have helped you succeed in the game thus far in your career? I think uh, that's a pretty easy question. I have uh, three guys I, I really like to like to mention. Of course, first of all, is my my dad. As a uh, like I told before, uh, he was a high hockey executive for for many years and. I learned, of course, the life lessons at home, but also the hockey hockey lessons management, uh, how to manage the organizations, and uh, of course, he's big. Then uh, Jörn Stup, who's the director of of the Central Scouting in Europe. Uh, I've been lucky enough to work with him uh, 16 years, like mentioned earlier, and uh, he has so much wisdom and uh, belief of the people he is uh, his experience is enormous he's been working like 50 years already 60 years in the hockey business so every everybody knows him he is he's an honest man and one of the most trustworthy guys in the in the business of hockey and uh, of course the last guy Yari Kurri I've been lucky enough to to work right by him for for last last eight years uh, everybody knows his his hockey career uh hall of fame hall of fame hockey career but uh he's been successful with on the management too with the finnish national team and now, now with jokerit and so so much experience too with uh, and different ideas about the game and players and uh, the management so so definitely those 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 three guys has or uh, have influenced me me most in my my hockey career yeah, three great names of people to learn from. And 
it just goes to show that it's not often just one person. Uh, it's, you know, it can be your family members as people you work with or just people that kind of guide you in that right direction. So great to hear you had uh, a number of great people there who were able to teach you and, and, and mentor you onto your, onto your role today. Maybe turning it around now being in the position that you are and looking at someone who maybe wants to get into the game for the first time or is trying to figure out how to move into hockey operations. What is one piece of advice that you would give them in hopes that they would be successful? Uh, uh, maybe a couple things. Uh, of course, the first first is to really love the game, find the ways to to learn the game, uh, watch the game, be work hard, go to the rings, meet with the people, and uh, try to try to connect with the uh, with the right guys because the, of course the connections are really important if you want to get your uh, your your chance. And then I think when when you really get the chance to to work somewhere, really enjoy it, enjoy the opportunity and. Uh, trust yourself and that that you can do a good job because always with the honest hard working and uh, smart smart people then then they will get the chance when the when the opportunity comes yeah tremendous advice and like you said hard work pays off at the end and uh you know if you really put your passion into it and put your full efforts into it you'll be successful and whether it's at the NHL level, the KHL level, or, or somewhere else, um, you know, always enjoy what you're doing and you'll never really have to work a day in your life. So Yanni, I just want to thank you again for joining me. I know there's a, a little bit of a, a time zone difference that we've had to kind of navigate here, but um, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today and, and I wish you all the best moving forward. Very good, Ryan, and um, have a good luck with your program and thanks for all the listeners. All right. Thanks again. All the best. Thank you. Support for the Hockey Minds podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. Big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada, and for those listeners in Canada, and I know there's a lot of you, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. Everybody has had that experience where the trimming has not gone right, and we want to change that. So get with Manscaped, who has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, and when I tell you this is premium, this is premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave, and the waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. Throw in one of the coolest features, which is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming experience. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quad stroke technology, and let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud, because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB and if you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HockeyMinds at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using the code HockeyMinds. It's time to shave those balls, eh?
I'd like to again thank Yanni for coming on the podcast and breaking down his career and the state of European hockey. Based in North America, I am always interested in bringing in different perspectives, and the opportunity to bring Yanni on the podcast was one that I was excited about, and I'm sure the listeners will agree that it did not disappoint. If you would like to get in touch with Yanni to learn about his experiences more, I encourage you to reach out to him directly, or you can contact Hockey Minds Podcast at Outlook.com, and I can help to make that connection for you. On the next episode of the podcast, I'll be joined by Justin Shemi, head scout with Concordia University. Justin is a young name with NHL experience and should provide another great interview for our listeners, so stay tuned for that release on Sunday. Thanks again to everyone for listening to the podcast and for continually sharing all of our content across our social media platforms. Be sure to share the podcast with friends and provide your feedback as we look to continually grow the Hockey Minds brand. As always, stay safe and all the best.